0: Sluts and Scholars.
1: Want to hear more? Follow us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, or check out slutsandscholars.com. Button, Trip right. the station, change the channel, push
0: the button. Don't... <laughs> That's Madonna. A little, a, little, a
2: little
0: louder. No, I was just singing a song.
2: No, that's what I'm
0: saying. It's a little louder. Push the button. No, but that's how she says it. Do you know what I'm talking about? She whispers about? it? No. She goes, Do push you? the button. Don't what? push the button. Trip the station. Change, Change What's the station. Is this like a new again? Madonna? It's, it's, yeah, it's new Madonna. It's, okay, no, fuck it's, that. It's like the smell of it in Hollywood. Oh, oh I love no, that song. Love that's not new, new Madonna. So good. I mean, it's Newer. like in the last 10 years. Really? Maybe 15.
2: I just remember them performing that at the VMA's best moment ever. Her, Christina, Mm, Brittany. That was a good
0: moment. I hope we're recording because that's a great intro. (laughs) And in case you guys were wondering what you were doing, you're listening to another week of Sluts and Scholars where we talk smart and fuck smarter. I'm Simone. And I'm Nicoletta. And this week we have our first unboxing
1: on the podcast. Which we're going to do before you
0: meet our fabulous guest, Solita.
1: Yes, and it is from Kink Crate. And I am super excited to see what's in here. I'm going to make sure you can hear... The excitement of this. Oh, I
0: love opening presents!
1: It's quite tedious, though. Okay, so what I found interesting is that the box is totally like in, you can't see what it is, and it says it's from like something, something Enterprises. Oh, so it's discreet packaging. It's very discreet. So if I I don't mind my neighbors knowing what I do, Um, I mean, look at the shirt I'm wearing, but if you care, and don't want them to know. Wait, then, go slow, go oh, slow. Okay, sorry, it's slow.
0: Um, hold on, John. So right now we're in John's studio and there's this like ambient lighting that keeps switching out. It's pretty funny. Um Well, first there's some red and black little funfetti happening. Yay, packages! Don't worry, yes, John, I we'll is. clean this up. Woo! <laughs> this is pretty moopy, but it's black and red, which is Nicoletta's. Nicoletta's aesthetic. Okay. And so it's called Kink Crate. And I was expecting a crate, like a wooden crate, like you see on kink.com shoots. I think that'd be expensive to send out every single time. Okay. So, Nicoletta, what are you unwrapping? The first thing I'm unwrapping, this
1: looks like a cord. Is it? Maybe there's instructions of like a list of items. Or they want you to guess what to do with this. I think, oh, we have a booklet. Okay. Kink Crate Handbook. All right. Kink Crate Handbook. This one is called Marinthophilia
0: 2. Marintha, What is Marinthophilia? I have absolutely Being no idea. Being a fan of Marintho. Okay. So What's this Marinto, gives us
1: June's up? crate information. In here, oh, this is what I'm holding. Uh, this is a silicone rope. So the ultimate silicone bondage rope is designed to give you hours of endless rough bondage play. With its long length, it gives you plenty of freedom to do what you will. And you can be bound up at the wrists or ankles before attaching the rope
0: to a headboard, blah, blah, blah. So that's silicone what we're looking rope at here. What does that feel I've like? I've never had that. <sighs> Pull it out. It's kind of like, um, like you know, those pull-apart Twizzlers? Ooh,
1: it totally feels like it. Does it taste like a Twizzler?
0: Um, not really. It tastes like... A, <laughs> like silicone? Like, yeah, like silicone. I want to chew on it, too.
1: Ah, Whenever there's chewy things in my life, I want to chew it.
0: Interesting kink crate. Interesting. I've never tried that, so that is a to-do. Okay, what's next? So it's just a bunch of ropes. Next is... Ooh, for real rope. Coconut rope. Ooh, rough, Scratchy. This evil. is the rough... I'm reading the description. Oh, it is rough and okay, scratchy. Ready? Coconut rope. Rough, scratchy, evil, mean, Tortuous. Just a few of the words that people have used to describe coconut rope. It's scratchy as hell, needs little maintenance, and can quickly subdue a feisty partner. I personally or provide a masochist with a hell of a ride.
1: I personally like soft rope, but
0: I guess I, I like really rough. I'm down for rough. Oh,
1: like it's that scratching is you?
0: scratchy. Oh, that's kind of nice cuz we both like arm scratches. Here, scratch my arm.
1: This is totally not what it's supposed to be used for, but I'm all about it. Ooh, that feels good. <laughs> it sucks because my boyfriend doesn't have nails, so whenever Simone is not
0: over, I like need someone <laughs> to scratch me so I can use this rope just in case. <laughs> yeah, Oh, but you don't like the scratchy rope, so maybe I'll take the scratchy rope. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And I think that, that's it. No way, there's more. Oh, there's more? <laughs> a nerd's rope. We were just a similar. Oh, lots of types of ropes. Also rope. Is also, that in there?
1: I want it to describe the nerd's rope for me. What's the most sexual thing you could think of doing with a nerd's rope? The most sexual thing I can
0: imagine doing? Yeah. Fucking eating it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Careful, the little nerds fall. Oh, no. Nerd, a nerd rope is, is a worry, very John, cool Don't worry, John. We'll thing, eat it off your floor. A cool thing to That's invent. That's kinky. But quite frankly... No, no, no. But quite frankly, it's... um. It, it lacks structural integrity. You lack structural integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Mmm. Crimson Chef loves
1: shabari. Oh, there's more. There's more. Okay. There's also a bondage book from Quiver. It says, safe and sensual rope tying <clears throat> skills are right at your fingertips. I took a rope, a rope workshop. Oh, this is awesome. It's like a little pocket size. Like how-to? Yeah. Aftercare. Choosing your bondage partner, someone who's down. What I think is great about this kink crate thing is they're obviously they're giving instructionals. Yeah. Which is super helpful. No, it's really good. Oh, there's more.
0: Oh my God. Hold on. Also in this handy dandy booklet. Obviously you need a condom for your rope. Rope safety. They're all about safe stuff. (laughs) But you can do rope stuff without doing sex stuff necessarily, without True. doing penetrative stuff or dick stuff or pussy stuff or whatever. Oh, and
1: for any of our listeners that live in Florida, we got something from the woodshed in Orlando. So that means the Florida Intensive Rope Experience is happening August 16th through 19th, 2018. Oh, if wow. If you want to do some rope shit for so our Florida people. speaking of people. like
0: Florida, remember on our Joanna Angel episode how like the entire genesis of her book came from like the sex shops in Tampa? Yes, so, in case you didn't listen to our Joanna Angel episode... Which, which you should. I don't know why you haven't. Um, it's pretty great. There's no more stuff? Is this the Yeah, lube? there's more stuff. Moob. I want to hear what else about your Joanna Angel, though. No, it just made me... Like, sex stores in Orlando made me think of Joanna Angel. Yeah, we also... A, Profe- is it Professor Sex Angel who was on our show? Oh, yeah. Um, she's lives from in Florida. Florida.
1: Also, Florida. we like that song. You hit the flow. Next, next thing you thing know. know. Are we allowed to sing that? I don't know. We didn't buy it. Sorry. Um, okay, this is a... Nature Natural Love Personal Lubricant Joe. Oh, I like H2 Joe. I have one of these by my bed. H2 Joe! H2 Joe! My partner's name. Um, it, it's like a, a pump, so it's on my nightstand. It looks like very unclassy, honestly. I need to get one of those experience warm ones that look like a nice little bedside. Oh, there's some more rope! No, there's another rope?
0: Ooh!
1: Maybe, maybe this is the silicone one. Which one is the silicone?
0: Probably the stretchy black one.
1: But look at this. Oh, there's one. also
0: a leather rope. Okay, this leather. is the leather rope. Leather rope is a big it's part of black both. Black and white, kind of zebra, oh, like disco really cool. zebra. Ooh, this Hold one's on. Which is your fave the, so well, far? I haven't touched the leather rope, but it I says like the leather, leather rope. rope is a big part of both rope and leather fetish communities. I'm gonna bite this. Is one too. not used for suspension, but is used for play like binding, like chest and breast binding. CBT, not cognitive behavioral therapy, but cock, cock and, ball and ball torture, torture. <laughs> harnesses, handcuffs, and strapping sex toys into place. Lower burn speed. People great. should send For us more boxes. Bonded. We're great at this opening. Yeah, we opening. love boxes. Send yeah. us your boxes. Send us your boxes. <laughs> I do love a good box. <laughs> Especially boxes we can eat. <laughs> Hi, Butch Tango. Um, Ooh. And there's more. Got a cock ring. Does it vibrate or anything? I don't know. Should we No, find don't out? open
1: it. What? Remember, for if use. you like what
0: you're seeing, we have another as a giveaway. Yeah, we have a giveaway. But also, what I'm really enjoying in this Kink Create explains book is they have a whole thing about how to do consent and how consent has to be informed and freely given. Given, and it has a really handy acronym called If So, which is I for informed, F for freely given, So for specific. So you're asking for a really specific thing. O means it's ongoing, and E means it has to be enthusiastic. Ooh, so it's called If So. If So, I yep, like that. It's really good. So that's nice.
1: If you have any other good acronyms for consent, let us know. Florida
0: Intense Rope Experience. I think
1: that's that's
0: it. Thank you so much, King
1: Cray. And now, back to our guest. This week, we are joined by a dear friend of mine, Zolita. Uh, She is a 23-year-old independent artist, newly based in Los Angeles, (laughs) um, whose lyrics and visuals explore the themes of female sexuality, repression, spirituality, and feminism. She's built a burgeoning— Why can't I say that word? Burgeoning. Burgeoning. She's built a burgeoning <laughs> and loyal fan base through her self directed music videos, each of which have gone viral, garnering millions of views online. Zolita is known for her distinct and powerful messages and aesthetic, which have resonated a lot with the LGBT, LGBTQ I. kids around the world. Yeah, dot, 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 around the world. Welcome, Zolita.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Zolita. Where is Zolita from? It's a really lame answer, but I loved the book Lolita when I was in my late teens. and
0: I still love it, and it's like one of the fucked up parts about me. I love Philip Roth, and I love Lolita. And yeah. it's just like, it's, it's like how I have to reconcile that with my feminism somehow, and I haven't yet, but I fucking <laughs> love Because it's also him. sexy? It's sexy, yeah. It's like, you know, loving, loving Lolita is kind of like being a sub.
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to reread it now, like as more of an adult.
2: Oh my God, it's so yeah, fucked I should, up.
0: I should probably reread it. Light now. of my life, fire of my loins. What brought you
2: back out to LA? Um, music brought me back out. Um, I spent six years in New York City, and I just felt like it was getting a little stagnant there for me, and I did all I could there. And also, the pop music scene is primarily in LA, mm-hmm. so you can't really, it's hard to make moves when you're not in the scene. Like, already just being here two weeks, I've met so many people just by going out and being introduced um, to different songwriters, and I think there's a lot more collaboration that happens here in music, So, and my music team is here, so it's important to come out here. So you're a musician. How Mm -hmm. would you characterize what you do? Um, I'm an artist, so I'm Mm -hmm. a a singer-songwriter and filmmaker is what I characterize my work as. Yeah, your
0: music videos. I'm so happy to know that you self-direct them because I was watching them as part of, you know, researching you. <laughs> and I was like, these are so fucking cool. Did she you. direct them? And Nicoletta was like, I think so. That's, that is actually, that's my main thing. Like I went to
2: NYU for film school. Mm. Film is my first love. Um, and I loved making music videos. Music was always like a side hobby. And then I realized, I um, said, so why don't I just do my own artist project and make my own music videos because then I can have control of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think music videos are really the perfect platform to be an artivist because, yeah, you can put an activism. Um, artivist, so an art An art, activist. Activist. An art Yeah, activist. I like yeah, that. It's a great word. What do you want to say with your artivism? Um, fuck I think, the patriarchy.
0: Yeah, well fuck <laughs> no, the patriarchy, of mouth. course. <laughs>
2: um, I think I, I just want to make work also that... Um, is authentically uh, feminist and LGBTQ for yeah for an underrepresented community.
1: And you identify as lesbian?
2: Yes, yes, I do.
1: How long have you known?
2: Uh, I've known since senior year of high school. I'd say I really figured that out, and it took me a while to figure it out because I didn't see representations of like, of the kind of lesbianism that I like. I'm a femme lesbian, and I didn't see that in the media. Mm, um,
1: what kind of stuff did you see?
2: Ellen was, like, the classic, yeah. you know, lesbian but stereotype. But Ellen's married to Portia, who's femmy. Yes, but I was like, I don't look like Ellen, and I'm not attracted to women who look like Ellen. I didn't mm. see any representations of femme on femme uh, in the media oh. until I saw Glee, and then that was around, like, junior senior year of high school. That caused a stirring. Uh-huh. I was like, that's what I want. Like, I want to be, like, the cheerleader with the cheerleader. Um... And I, w- I kind of wish I found out earlier because I would have loved to have that like high school, like secret high school romance.
1: You kind of had that in one of your music videos. <laughs>
2: I explore that a lot in my music videos because that's like my <laughs> fantasy
0: because I never got to have that. You never got to have the making the out. The high school the, 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 While everybody walks away yeah. grabbing your your lover to make out. Yeah, exactly. Had you experimented with male partners before?
2: I, d- I did in... Um, in high school, but not even. I'm a gold star lesbian, actually. So, really? Uh, yeah, I've never had sex with a guy before.
0: Okay, so you're a gold star lesbian. Yeah. And can we define what that is for
1: our listeners?
2: You used a gold it. star? You've never had yeah. You've never had sex with a man.
1: I guess we
0: t- try. We to, don't talk. Yeah, we don't talk about sex as penetration. Oh, okay, yeah. So only. I've never,
2: never. Been, yeah, I've never been penetrated classically. Yeah.
0: I can just say. I can
2: just say. I've. I've experimented with men to the point where I knew it was not what I wanted to do. Like, I definitely, like, penises scare me a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. Why do you think we had that representation in the media of lesbians that look differently? Because I guess when I, I don't know if you just didn't see outlets out there or weren't exposed to them or they just really weren't available. Because I do feel like there are a lot of, "Quote unquote" lesbian things in pop culture, but it's more for it's the male lesbian gaze. for the male gaze. Exactly. It's not. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like it was super. If it was like tattoo, on, that music video. Mm-hmm. And then they both are like extremely homophobic. Actually, are they? Yeah. Well, they're yeah. Russian. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think all fem on Femme representation that there was was extremely pornographic, like for men.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and it was like clearly two straight girls always that I that i seen.
0: But yeah. to continue on with the with the um visual concept of a femme lesbian. Yeah. Um people don't believe for some reason that if you are super femme and you're like really femme you're in this cute little baby doll dress (laughs) like you have lip gloss on and like your eyelashes are very long Um, and your partner also has that same right but people like don't believe that you're lesbian and you also have these like beautiful rainbow nails that we were talking about Yes, but then you were saying how people were saying shit about your nails yeah I posted a picture of
2: my nails uh, the other day on my Instagram and people were commenting things wasn't it on
0: your girlfriend Ass? It was on my girlfriend's ass. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Wait, how did you? You're, good, you're a good
2: online stalker. I'm a fucking scholar. I'm yes. doing research. What yes. the fuck are you talking
1: about?
2: <laughs> yeah. You're um, right. I got so much shit for it. Like, people were like, that's not gay. Those nails aren't gay. Like, They're You can't rainbow. be a can't lesbian. Get gay here. I know.
1: So like, people keep, are saying because you're maybe doing potentially manual stimulation that real lesbians should yeah, have short basically, nails.
2: Basically, yeah, it's such a, I have such a problem with. With those comments, because as someone also said that's not fair for your girlfriend. And yeah, I have such a problem with those comments because people are just automatically assuming that there's one way to have lesbian sex and it's by fingering. Yeah, right. And that's like not the case. A lot of women actually just don't like fingers up their vagina. Like right. some women don't like penetration at all. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and I, am, if I do feel really bad because I
0: have 100% had those thoughts. Yeah. That, yeah. like, because like I'm someone who is. Uh, now identifies as queer Mm -hmm. as of, like, a year ago. Congratulations. This is, like, my first time saying this on the podcast. Um, Wow, I just got really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, so I was— I I, I felt, like, so proud to, like, finally be in and, like, knowing things and, like, seeing girls and being like, oh, she's not gay, look at her nails, that's Mm -hmm. a giveaway. Mm -hmm. And, like, feeling so proud that I knew that and then— like, that's wrong, and I feel bad. As <laughs> someone
1: with long nails who has also penetrated people with these hands, um, gloves work well.
0: I've heard you about i You get heard that, thicker yeah. gloves. Um, and also you can put cotton balls in the tips of the gloves. That's, I've heard exactly. that as well. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: you know what? It just takes being creative. Mm-hmm. If exactly. that's even what you want to do. But yeah. you're saying like there's but you're saying, assumptions that we have sex a certain way, even like Well, it's different. assuming that you
0: need penetration to have mm-hmm, sex, mm-hmm. right? And like and if also you're in, you can't penetrate if you have nails, which I also don't think is yeah, true. Yeah. I've and had, if yeah. exactly.
2: And if you're like I'm in a committed relationship and so I have sex a certain way with my partner and, and I can have nails, basically. I don't want to get like too personal, but like so. But
0: so that, but how, so did, how did it make you feel? Yeah, I yeah. wanna know how did it make you feel?
2: It made me feel like shitty. Cause I feel like as a femme lesbian, I am always constantly being, um, like doubted as, as a lesbian. Like I don't, yeah, like I definitely have straight girl looking privilege. Like I pass as a straight girl. So I have that privilege walking through life. Um, but also I'm doubted in, in my own community and, and not accepted sometimes in my own community as, as being gay enough. How do
0: you respond?
2: Um, Do you feel like you like have to butch it up or do you just say fuck the haters or like... I'd say, yeah, it's just like fuck the haters. It's more important to provide, I think, that representation because I know there are a lot of young girls like me too um, who need that and who want to see like, oh, it's okay to like, yeah, it's okay to have long nails and still be a lesbian.
1: Why do you think Um, people have issues with femme lesbians I ha- my idea is that if it is maybe having to do with like the male gaze that it's like okay you look like someone who could be a partner for a straight man mm. yeah, and it's not maybe. fair for you to like yeah. have to look like look, that to, look, and look to be like attractive
2: and to straight us. men <gasps> wow I
1: don't know if that's what's going on but I that's think, the idea that popped in my head I yeah.
2: think that's a brilliant what yeah. do you think it is? I don't know
0: that's, and that's an interesting concept though I do think there's a very, that's a very, very good point. And I think, I think that also ties into what what I was thinking was that um, the reason that we doubt femme-on-femme femme mm-hmm. lesbian, it's kind of this vicious circle of you, as you were talking about, like when we see femme-on-femme, femme, it's for it's the male for gaze. The male gaze. Yeah, it's and like so the party, idea of femme-on-femme femme existing without being for a man mm-hmm. is probably also like it's really, really threatening discomforting. It's to men. It's super threatening yeah. to men. And is it threatening to Just to women.
1: Well, I think people also have this issue where they need to categorize someone in order to interact with them.
0: Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's why people struggle with gender
1: non-binary folks and other things because they're like, well, I can't categorize you into this box so I know how to interact with you based on these cultural assumptions. So if people can't tell that you're a lesbian, Mm -hmm. they don't know
0: to act and like, interact wait, what? with like, you? Know like, can how, yeah. I hit
1: on you? Can I whatever with mm-hmm. you? Oh. And that that feels frightening for people if they can't identify what you are. Yeah. Ethnically,
2: gender-wise, like, any anything. And I think I, I've even gotten before, like, from people who are just a little bit ignorant, like, oh, but you're so, like, you're so beautiful and, like, you're so feminine. Like, why? You could get any man you wanted. Yeah, but You're like, pussy. but I want any woman
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that I want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: What would you? What advice do you give to other femme lesbians out there who are maybe struggling with this? Um, Besides just saying fuck the haters. Wear too. that lipstick.
2: Yeah, I th- I'd keep doing you because somebody is going to be attracted to you and love you for exactly who you are, of course. Um, and I guess you just have to work a little bit. If you're single and you're trying to, you want, you want to show somebody that you're gay,
0: um, you just have to work a
2: little bit harder at it. How do you like, do that?
0: Because now you're not um, single, but you were. Yeah,
2: I... I guess well, Tinder is great, obviously, because it breaks down that barrier. Um, I think online dating is amazing because, yes. especially for femme women who like fem women, because I, I don't there's know. like no way to tell. Mm-hmm. I have such a hard time with projections, so it was really nice to like, yeah have that barrier be broken down and just like have that place um, to meet people. But in person, when I did before I uh, had a girlfriend, I definitely would try to bring up like lesbian like references. A lot of lesbians would know maybe like lesbian media, um, like the L word or
0: yeah,
2: yeah, stuff like that um, to see if they would like react to it. Mm. And um, that's kind of how I would try to like, or just to like show them like, yeah, I'm like, I'm queer.
0: Um, So you mentioned that rejection is really hard. Mm -hmm. And if you are comfortable, I would love to hear maybe stories of you experiencing rejection, like seeing a girl that you were interested in and saying that you were gay because Maybe to show that it's really not that bad for people who are listening who might be scared of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, because
1: I have a lot of queer female—we have a lot of other femme, queer yeah. female friends. And who are pretty so, femmy. Yeah, who are fem, but it, even those who aren't, like when they don't know if somebody is interested in women at all. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good And meeting friends and putting themselves mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Like, that would be tough. Yeah. Because that's maybe Definitely. not the, the mainstream.
2: I'd say definitely don't, you shouldn't be afraid of rejection because women most it's of the times happen, are, woman most of the time are like fucking awesome and badass and you have a, like an understanding with other women. And uh, most of the time, if, yeah, if the like woman's straight, it respectfully? Yeah, or the other woman, if the woman's straight and she's not interested, she'll be like, oh, like I'm so flattered. Like I've gotten that before. I'm so flattered, but I'm not like interested in women. And that's, that's fine. I don't know. That's not like a terrible form of rejection. Like, it's, Oh, ew. it's also not you. Know? you right. Yeah. It's not like I'm yeah. not interested
0: in you. Yeah. It's like,
2: Oh my God. Wow. Like if I was like, I would be, you know, I'm so flattered, but, um, but yeah. And the other, the, the kind of rejection that I've experienced more of though, is, um, I've ha- had a really nasty habit of falling in love with friends bef- before. Like straight it. friends? Yeah. Yeah. Like mostly straight, like definitely like could, you know, what's that? What's that heteroflexible? saying? Heteroflexible? Yeah. Heteroflexible. Um, And that never works out in the end, you know, drunk hookups that mean way more to me and then less to that person. Do
1: you think there was something that was exciting about, I don't know, them, I don't want to say that you were like convincing them to be lesbian or whatever, but I wonder what it was that attracted you to people like
2: that. I I think for me, I just like, if I already love you so much as a person and then that Door of like attraction is opened, mm-hmm. um, and we like hook up once drunk or something. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can be. I'm attracted to you. Once that's open, then I'm like, those are all the the components I need to like fall for you. Mm. Maybe you um, haven't faced. And I like being comfortable. Like I don't, I don't like casual sex. Mm. So there's something so special to me about like opening that door of intimacy with somebody that you already know so well and you love as a person. Um, so I think that's why.
0: I just noticed your toenails are really short, so I know what kind of sex you do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just saying that is an alternative oh for no. people <laughs> who want to grow oh their nails. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I okay, have you creativity. know what? I let my high school boyfriend tell me once. It's really? Oh my I have never been towed. I think it's— I've been reading so much stuff. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> you feel I, comfortable with this? I us. have—
2: um, a sapphic coloring book. And there's uh, a photo of these two renaissance-looking lesbians and one is towing the other one. That's (gasps) pretty sexy. Oh, my God, I was right? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, you you seem to um, be very, uh, obviously, educated with your artistic references and, like, queer art and stuff. And I was noticing um, in... I think one of your Come most recent music yeah. in one of your most recent mm-hmm. music videos. Oh yeah, you start off holding the nipple of your girlfriend, yes. and I know that painting. Yes. it's it's the portrait of the Duchess Gabrielle Destre mm-hmm. or something exactly. And uh, she's like sitting in a bath with her sister, and she's holding a ring, and her sister is holding her nipple. It's, and it's, like, called The Sisters. <laughs> and so we have, like, a copy of it in my apartment growing no up. No way. So it, or maybe it's a magnet on our fridge. I can't remember yeah, if it's a magnet on it's our It's a great fr- painting. Oh, no, it's a magnet on our fridge because in the bathroom is just this... Uh, picture, it's a lithograph, it's called La Comparaison, the comparison, mm-hmm. and it's uh just two girls showing each other their tits.
1: <laughs> oh my god. That's so good. Your apartment growing up sounds like a Zolita music video. Yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. There's that's a lot amazing. of naked ladies Where did my you apartment. get the inspiration yeah. for that one? So obviously What was that Come Home With come Yeah, home with Come
2: me? Home With Me. So me and my girlfriend co-directed that. Um and that was my that's first amazing. time yeah, doing oh, anything. She's a filmmaker as well. Mm-hmm. And we'd been wanting to do something together for a really long time, obviously, because we have very different aesthetics and we wanted to see how they would come together. How was it to work together? It was so much fun. Like, oh, it was cool. so cool. Yeah, I think, like, I respect her so much as an artist, and obviously she respects me as an artist, too, so it was really cool. to there's so many things that I wouldn't have thought of that she did, and vice versa. Um, but we basically, we wanted to, originally wanted to take the idea of recreating a few different sapphic paintings that we loved, and then when we were looking into which paintings we wanted to recreate, we realized that they were all done by either men or they were anonymous. And then so then the the music video kind of took on this whole new meaning, um, mm. because we were reappropriating like men's versions of what of of lesbianism, like and we were just thinking about how like throughout showing it, how you'd like, it to like be. yeah, how like authentically, from a place of like two women who are actually in a queer relationship, and we were thinking about how throughout history men have constantly appropriated um, queer women's stories and capitalized off of them. elaborate and, um. Well, just those paintings to to begin with, like mm-hmm. what other paintings were? there? I only picked up on that one because that one was like so immediate. So to yeah, me. that one, and then um, I forgot it. the one in the rena- in the Renaissance dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually don't know what the painting is called, but it's also done by a man. I think it was like in the 1920s or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, the last one is Aegon Shield. Aegon oh, okay. Shield, yeah. And um, but like most recently, uh, or just in, in music. For example, there's like a lot of songs that um like I kissed a girl, written by men, yeah. produced by men, and it, it's it's very male gazy, and it's just like men capitalizing on what their fantasy of of lesbianism is. And Yeah, uh, what
0: are some other examples of men coming movies, up with lesbian Blue is the warmest
2: color, the depiction of lesbian yeah. sex in that. I'm so made, Tell I loved more about that. that movie. It's I, I really I love that movie too, but that like that is that, like, 10-minute pornographic lesbian sex scene is, like, that's a man's fantasy.
0: Yeah. You know? And did you see he, Disobedience? Man, I did, yeah. What did you think of the sex... Have you seen Disobedience? No. Dis- sounds like I should watch it. It's great. What did you think of the sex scene in that? Uh, I thought it was more realistic.
2: Yeah. I, one thing I do, like, that does bother me, though, is, like, if it's a lesbian movie, it has to have, oh, it's the sex scene, and that's what everyone's going to talk about. It's like, okay, like, they did a good job with the sex scene, or they did a bad job with the mm. sex scene. I feel like it's... Always culminates like there has to be that one sex scene in the middle of the movie that it's building up to, and um, that kind of bothers me a little bit.
1: It's interesting though because in your videos, um, you do use your own sexuality yeah. in, in expressing yourself. Like there are sexy kissing scenes mm-hmm. or just maybe rolling around naked of, like, in bed. No, there there's are undertones like, of like yeah. fetishism with like the the holy video. Yeah. yeah. Um. So how do you separate? maybe what we're using for the male gaze versus like just mm-hmm. authentically demonstrating
2: yeah i mean I think, I think as a queer mm. the fact that i'm a queer woman and i'm also the one in the scene that's already it's it's an authentic representation because
1: you're just doing it how you i yeah, i'm, to do I'm it. showing
2: how i have sex and i'm showing how like i would want to see it and what i think is sexy yeah what um, feels different
1: about it to you like when you're when expressing I'm looking at the scenes it or watching it yeah cuz to uh, i mean I'm just thinking about it and I'm like, what what is different? About I think
2: in uh, a lot of men's representations of lesbian sex, it's like really um wide angles like, and you see like so much and mm. a lot of scissoring, like a lot of scissoring. And yeah, scissoring happens sometimes, but not all the time. Right. Um and I in in my in the sex scenes that I've done in my videos, I'm really conscious of making sure that I it's a lot of like a lot more close up. So you're you're showing more like the feeling and, and yeah. Also, the love between those two people, or um, just like the sensuality of, of lesbian sex, and not like the grotesqueness of like, you know, of like finger banging and
0: scissoring. And yeah. yeah. Um, does so it's out there, and like your videos have millions and millions of views, some of which I'm assuming come from like male gazy, male mm-hmm. shitty, not shitty necessarily, but just like dudes who are like, this is hot. Girl on girl stuff. Yeah, how yeah. does that make you feel? Um, it's
2: funny because that's such a small percentage of the comments that I get. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's such a small. And then also YouTube is really great and filters out the really bad ones. Really, yeah, really. I've been, never you know, seen
1: YouTube filter out any bad yeah, ones. I so want, yeah, I You
2: can put. You can put words that you don't want. If oh you can, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can decide. You can think basically. the filter, so It's not automatic. They have. You have an automatic version now, and I've actually had to take some words out because, like, so many people's things get like, Filtered out, and I'm like, oh, but that was like a nice comment, but they just happened to use like one bad word. Um, like, how do you deal with some yeah, of what of are the your words? haters?
1: Yeah,
2: oh. uh, either I delete the comment because I'm just like, no one needs to see that on my like, I have young, you know, young queer fans, and like, they don't need to see that, so I'm gonna delete that it doesn't belong
0: here. Hmm. Um, I love the total ownership you take of or of all aspects of your art. It's, thank you, it's, it's awesome, and I think. I'm especially impressed as a young woman myself. I feel like it's rare. I mean, and it shouldn't be, but it like makes me feel like, oh, okay, yeah, we can be in total fucking charge. And it's like a nice reminder. Yeah. How did you get that
1: approach? Yeah. How did you learn to do that? Or do you Um, think it just came naturally?
2: I think that just came naturally. I'm like, it doesn't, it's not worth my time to react. Mm. Um. So instead I just delete because it's like, yeah, it's my page. I can do whatever I want. But it's not only your page.
0: Like you're also directing, like you're also writing, like all, I don't know. That's it.
1: I'm more meant, how did you get that approach to take such ownership over your art? And like you, you said, yeah. like, why why well. do you seem
0: so fearless?
1: Yeah, and you said you said you don't deal well with rejection. Mm-hmm. And for I mean, maybe you haven't had to deal with it because people have just received things well. Yeah, but for folks who are getting into any sort of creative industry, yeah, there is sure. a, a lot lying. of potential rejection.
2: I mean, before explosion, I definitely had. There was other videos that are not online anymore, and there was. I, it took me a while to find my like a, aesthetic that I was comfortable in, and like a sonic aesthetic I was comfortable in. Um, and it definitely I, like the first video I put up, I think the first, like, 20 comments were from people I didn't know and they were all like, never do music again. Like, like this looks like an ARC Music uh, Factory video, which Rebecca Black Friday, if you remember that. Oh, Like, fine. people were leaving comments <laughs> like that. And that was, like, I remember I made a playlist called Haters and I, like, had, like, um, Dem Haters by Rihanna on it and, like, all these, like, Haters songs. And I just listened to that on repeat and was, like, so angry. and Yeah, process um, that
0: shit. Yeah, exactly.
2: How did you keep but, going? Um... I knew that. Then there was. Then came the good comments of like qu- young queer people. that are like, "Oh, we love this." And I think you just have to focus on. Yeah, you just have to focus on those comments. There's so many comments still that are like, "Oh, like generic. Oh, she can't sing. Oh, she has a giant your forehead. Nails are too long. Yeah, <laughs> your nails are too long. Um, like you know, she has a huge beak, like giant forehead. Blah blah blah. Like, a that's beak? the first, like nose, big nose. Oh.
0: I was oh. like, you- <laughs> are <laughs> you a bird? I was like looking bird? at
2: you, like that's the- it's just like the easiest. That's the easiest place for uh, scared men or or scared people, yeah, to to go is to like criticize your appearance. Threatened men. You know. How
0: do you think the young queer youth found you? So
2: I got very lucky with. So when I released Explosion. Um, somehow the YouTube algorithm, maybe because of I tagged it, like I put some LGBT tags on it, and started playing it after a video called "Girls Like Girls" by Haley Kiyoko, who now Haley Kiyoko is huge, huge, She's, yeah, blew up. Um, but her first She's music She's at Coachella. What'd you say? Wasn't she Coachella? Yeah, Kitella. she
0: was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah, she released a music video called "Girls Like Girls" that blew up, and then my video started playing after her, that video, like as suggested. Um, that was around the time that Halsey was blowing up too, mm. and she had a, a queer video that was out, um, and there was kind of this whole like rise of of queer uh, female videos on YouTube, and Explosion came up with that, and um, yeah, I built my subscribership, and then the same thing happened with Holy. It started being played as a suggested video and went viral as well, and um, and yeah, and it was really cool when I released Explosion to see. Um, because I didn't have, I didn't, like, before I put out Explosion, I wasn't like, I want to be a queer artist and only make queer art, and that's my goal with all of this. I just, I'm, I made Explosion because I, you know, wanted to and felt like I had to, and mm-hmm. that was my way of processing that that experience at the time of falling in love with my best friend who did not love me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see that community that built in the comments of young queer people that all had the same experience or yeah. older queer people too, that all had that same experience of like, I fell in love with my best friend too. Um, like, how did you deal with it? And there was, everyone was so supportive of each other and everyone's like, thank you so much for the song. It was so healing for me. People were getting like, words tattooed and it that was like the big aha moment for me where I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to keep writing stories about my experience as a queer woman um, that people can relate to because it is, yeah, it's so healing to, to find art that you're like, this is speaking to me and it's like telling my story.
1: I mean, you've really created a movement um, in terms of like the girl cult and people that follow you. I just recently went to the Bowie Museum. Did you go to it?
2: No, and, no. Okay,
1: well, I'm a huge Bowie yeah, fan. And I think what he did so smartly uh, was to create this creative empire. Like, it wasn't just the music. It was a look. It mm-hmm. was film. It was There were so many other cultural things to it. And I really think that that's what you're doing. And I wonder where you got the idea and the experience or if it just came naturally to, like, have this also be a movement. Like, it's not yeah. just the music. It's what you include and in the political and the mm-hmm. outfits you wear um, that really have, like, sparked a huge following.
2: Thank you. Um yeah, I think that it came I think it came naturally. I think living in downtown New York City was a big like had a huge influence on on how I make my art and yeah. where I want to go with it and just being around um so many incredible like political artists. And yeah, I think all the I mean all the best articles are, are, are the best sorry, all the best artists are political. Yeah. Um and were people that like shaped society in a positive way and fucked with gender and fucked with sexuality and
0: so. So you mentioned you didn't know if you wanted to just make only queer art yeah. and do that. Do you think it would be possible for you to make art that isn't queer?
2: Uh, I think that all of my art will be inherently queer and feminist because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I can, you know, maybe make songs. Like some of my songs aren't as. If you listen to it,
1: not so straightforward. It's not about like gay, 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 gay,
2: gay, Yeah, It's not like totally. Yeah, it could be. But straight yeah. people can listen to it too, you know. But um,
0: okay, yeah,
2: it's it's interesting. The last because it EP, seems like your
0: artists, your artistic integrity, message, identity yeah. is that every, it's everything. Yeah, it's everything, to me. and yeah. your art is so tied to that. Mm-hmm. You're not singing songs that are written by other people. Yeah, no, but there so are like, yeah. there are gay people yourself.
1: everywhere who resonate with. Straight folks songs. Exactly. So exactly.
0: that Music, music
1: yeah.
2: is music. Music is music and we are all gonna like gonna you to can us. connect, yeah. Music is a universal language. But I do think it's important to have some um to normalize the queer experience, it's important to have like music with pronouns, with with female pronouns and stuff sung so by yeah. females in it. Um like i remember that was it was just like everything to me when when there was like a, a little bit of that yeah like or that when, Halsey
0: song uh, exactly strangers yeah
2: that was so big and then um what else like Demi when, even when some yeah and, and even when some woman would like cover a male's song and would and would keep the you know the she as it was i remember i had like oh that was the best to me i would listen to that and ho- yeah. really hold on to it and um yeah i think it's just it's important yeah i mean like why also i want like young queer people to feel like they they have some art that's being made for like for them and for their experience because um you know straight straight love has been like represented for so long like and is so oversaturated so I don't know. So
1: what are some of the like common misconceptions that you really want your audience to know about your queer experience? I get the queer experiences may be different for each person, but
2: what do you want to come through? I hmm. guess that there's not just one yeah, there's there's not one way to have a queer experience. Like, there's so many. Yeah, I guess, like, there will never be some, like, a perfect representation of a queer experience because everybody is so different, you know? Exactly. Everybody's going to have a completely different experience, and...
0: And that brings back to what so you were saying about be, your authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you. It's your art. Yeah. It's your experience, and mm-hmm. unabashedly, you. yeah. And hopefully, there will
2: be some people that were like, "Oh, I relate to that part of it." Mm-hmm. No one's going to relate fully to anything that because there that, might know. be. some I
1: know queer that painting women. resonated yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there might be some queer women out there who do resonate with the male gaze representations of lesbian yeah, sex. Yeah, of course. Whoa,
0: really? Probably. You're just being a therapist and tolerant of everything. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Or, I, I, maybe I don't they learned speak. it that way from the main culture of mm-hmm. how
1: lesbianism, lesbianism, of how yes. like queer women were supposed to look and behave, and
2: that's why it was appealing. Yeah, but like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying. I I mean, I still. There can be male like not all, representations. Not all lesbian Sex
1: has to be like gentle and no, whatever. No, of course like. not. There
2: can be male representations of lesbian sex that still I'm turned on by. Of yeah, of course, or that like that is totally valid, and I'm sure you know, woman experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I I just think that in general, there needs to be more representations done by queer women, like directed by queer women out there. Which I um, feel
0: like comes back to what I'm now thinking was kind of a shitty question of like, can you make art that's not queer art? If because you're not it's queer? Like, no, not even that. If you, uh-huh. uh more that like ideally we're able to transcend the concept of queer yeah, art and yeah. all art is art and mm-hmm. queer art is not different from straight yeah. art. Like we don't call, we don't talk about straight art. Yeah, totally. So why, but at the same time, I recognize the importance for representation. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that push and pull?
2: I think right now, like people will say, oh, like why do we need to have coming out? And why do we need to have pride month? Um, I think we we do still need it. Yeah, for um, all
1: minority populations. So that's exactly. like saying that there shouldn't be like on college campuses like Native American community centers yeah, or African American yeah. Um, clubs and things. It's like, well, we don't have white
2: clubs. Yeah, no. It's like until we're not oppressed anymore, and until there's like an equal amount of of representation. Like, yes, we do need Pride Month. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, we do need to be coming out. And so and you claiming do like that. to be
1: known as a queer artist rather than an artist who happens to be queer.
2: Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with either actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't mind being being called a queer artist. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of artists have have an issue with that, but. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the word queer? I love the word queer. It feels like such a blanket. Like I love it it's too. It's so nice. So
0: many things. And it's so reclaiming of I know. The word. I was mar- mm-hmm. I was marching in pride um yeah. with uh with the with Sag aftra and it was put on by this older man mm-hmm. and he was like he asked me, he's like, So are you a lesbian? And I was like, I identify as queer. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, you that your generation. Youth. <laughs> but but he like it really rankled him like he had a lot of mm. pain associated with the word cuz yeah. he came from
1: a generation where queer was a I mean it was really a fucking slur. hurled at yeah. him yeah. all
0: the time growing up and so that that is i think a, a very real dichotomy mm-hmm. in the queer world yeah um and just throwing that tidbit my out there my favorite
1: totally on a different topic but <laughs> my favorite thing about Your representation in art is the outfits. Where do you get these fucking outfits? Because they are so amazing. Thank
2: you. Um, I work with the stylists, Zach and Jarrett. They're a couple. They're fucking amazing. They're, um, yeah, I've been working with them since Explosion. And I met them at the club, actually, when we were doing, and when I was in my club kid days, and I was like, what club? Uh, I think up and down in New York. I don't
0: even know. There I don't this know party. why I asked.
2: <laughs> There used to be this party called Duh Fridays, and it was the most fun because all of the queer kids would go there on Fridays, and like we all would pull really crazy looks, and you always knew you were going to see your friends there without having to like hit them up. Were you underage? Uh, yes, I was underage, <laughs> and I was hosting too, and I was getting paid to host. It was, yeah, it was a good time. Um, you're
0: so cool. But <laughs> I feel so nerdy. Oh my god. Yeah, I oh want to know god. how you
1: how you did like shape this network for yourself. Like you really are an entrepreneur and a business person. Living as well in as living artist. in New York
2: City, I think was a big, big deal. Like I if I went to college, I'm really lucky that I was going to school and I could like live in New York City. Because at the you same had grown time. up there,
0: so you knew it, you had a base. No, I grew up here actually. Oh, yeah, okay. I grew up
2: here. Um we grew up together. Yeah. Me oh, and right.
0: grew up together. Yeah. So cute, but um,
2: <laughs> yeah. But when I I moved to New York for NYU, and that was like a safe way to move. I couldn't. I don't know. I I, you know, it takes a lot of balls to move to New York and not have like college or a job. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of people who do that, but it was nice to have NYU, and then um, also you're you're living in like the, the best city in the world, and there's so much culture, and there's so many different kinds of people. Every single kind of person you could ever imagine, is is around you. Um.
1: I feel like there are artists who take on, I don't want to say a fake persona, but like who maybe want to get into singing or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so they pick a persona that they think will become popular. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you were really just being yourself. And so I wonder if you have advice to people of like, how do you stand out? How do you get noticed? Because sometimes we take on these fake things. Like we Uh start looking to the success first as opposed mm-hmm. to like doing what feels authentic and then the sex, sex. Then <laughs> the
2: success comes. Yeah, definitely. That was definitely, I still like grapple with that because... Like you fucking made it. Well, that's subjective. You're I making mean, it. You know, there's, for the long, it definitely took me a while to get there. Like I was trying on different identities, things that I thought would be popular. Mm. Um, and then I was like, okay, there's nothing I can do but just authentically be myself and do, you know... Do what I believe in, and and, and put on outfits that I love. Happened. That's explosion was the first no, was thing I was joke like. I made this, that's when the explosion. Oh, happened. Ah, <laughs> funny, you just steamrolled right <laughs> over it. But that I, was I think, a great joke, Simone. Thank you. I think people, yeah, people can smell bullshit, and people are like, yeah, people know what's authentic and what's not. So I think it's just so important to be authentically yourself, and um, people will start catching on and and become super fans, and will support you and. It's difficult though because I feel like right now there's such a moment happening for. There's always been a moment happening for like the effortless cool girl, mm-hmm. the girl that like doesn't take time to get ready and that's like so effortlessly beautiful and just rolls out of bed to the interview. And um, do
1: you describe yourself as that?
2: No, I'm. I to put so much effort into into how I look and to like into my videos. I mean, you can see that. I'm not. I'm not hiding the fact that I try so hard. Yeah, the choreography yeah. and just like they're high production. Do you come up with the choreography, or do you hire uh, a choreographer? No, I had a choreographer for Holy. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, also- thank you. But um, but yeah, and I definitely like I'm I love high glam. I love crazy looks. I'm very like I love Lady Gaga. She's my biggest inspiration for sure, and she doesn't roll out of bed ready, you know. Um, but it definitely is frustrating sometimes to because, meat. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! That would have been awesome if she had killed the animal that she made.
0: That oh god! Oh my god! She better fucking
2: have. <laughs> but
0: uh, <laughs> but yeah,
2: that's frustrating though because I feel like that's such that's having people are resonating. People resonate so much with with that effortless cool girl, and I've huh. gotten before like people have been like, "Oh well, why don't you just try doing something more like toned down, or why don't you try to just be more?" Oh, someone in an interview, auto straddle actually in an interview, um. Or not an interview, sorry, in a feature last week. They were featuring like different queer artists. They wrote about me and they were like, she's got her own thing going. She's definitely not as relatable as Haley Kyoko, which might be a struggle for her, but uh, she's got her own unique style or something what that. What does that mean? And then I was like, okay, like not as relatable as Haley Kyoko, right? But um,
1: you're like, that's not what I was striving for anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, what's not relatable?
2: I think. I think maybe the outfits and, like, the high glam and the weird— I don't find anything that I do, like, super weird, but I guess maybe it is to some people in, like, middle America. Well, you've been pretty open to just about
1: girl cult and sort of um, embracing, like, our empowered witchy selves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. also. Yeah, the
2: witchiness, for sure. I definitely— Yeah, I'm not afraid to go to— Are you a witch? I am a witch, yes. Oh. What does that mean to you? Um. I'm an empowered woman who manifests my own destiny. I think that we're all witches. Yes. Whether we know it or not.
1: That's why I think that book, uh, Slut Witches, Sluts, and Feminists, is so popular. I love that book. Yeah, it's so good. Because it it really draws these parallels between, quote-unquote, being a witch mm-hmm. versus being a feminist, and that it really is just being an empowered person who takes your own destiny into your own hands. Yeah, exactly. And that that has been threatening For people, namely men across Mm -hmm. time and space.
2: It's such a great concept. How have you used
1: that practice to like manifest your success?
2: I have, it's gotten so specific to the point where I've like, for music videos and I needed to raise, I needed to raise money to make fight like a girl. I literally uh, manifested the exact amount of money that I needed.
0: And you got it? And I got it, yeah. I think this is so fucking cool, and I do also believe that I've manifested (laughs) stuff. For example, I was at this festival, and it was Passover in the desert, and it was really great. Um, And I was like, "Okay, it's time to go to bed now." Uh, And we were like, "Listen," and we were listening to music, and people were like singing around a campfire. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, I need to go to bed," but I just want to wait and see if they play "Circle Game" by Joni Mitchell. and then they fucking played "Circle Game," and I freaked the fuck out. But and and like I did like a lot of shit like that happened. But then I came across this. I guess it's a meme, whatever. Um, and it said, Maybe you manifested it, maybe it's white privilege. And I just wanna know how y'all feel about that.
2: Mm. Where was that meme? Where was the meme?
0: I think it I think it was on like a like a feminist, like maybe it was on Documedia mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm just like curious how you feel about the concept of like manifesting things. I think I, I think, think the,
1: that's a great challenge to this and a great point i have never thought i'm not about saying that it. that is the
0: case yeah. necessarily. i've never thought about
1: it but i i think there's some truth to that that um potentially not everyone is in a space where they can just manifest, manifest. Mm-hmm. i mean i think it depends how you define manifest right, right. like manifest i'm manifesting getting out
0: of my parking ticket right it's
1: like i'm calling this in but like you can't say that you just sat there and waited and manifested yeah, yeah. this energy like you worked your ass off. Yeah. Granted, oh, for sure. Granted, you are a, a white, quote-unquote, passable mm-hmm. person moving through the world, and that yeah. gives you some privilege. Definitely. Truth. But, I yeah, I think there is some level where manifesting might not be enough for you if you are of a minority population.
2: That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. What do you think? I agree with I agree with everything you just said. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is good. Yeah, I know, never. It's, it's never tough. Something. It's like hard because it's like you don't want to think that. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean
1: we should stop necessarily manifesting, but, but to they're also be aware. But I
0: think you have to think about like what systems are in place such that you are able to use your witchy powers to manifest. Mm-hmm. Like, would it necessarily happen if there weren't other systems at play? That's all I'm, I'm putting yeah, out there. Yeah, definitely. What an
1: amazing. Point to think about, yeah. and sadly we have to wrap up. Soon. Wait,
0: really? Yes. Oh no, I don't want to end on a downer. I feel like <laughs> I don't
1: think that's a downer. I think that's a good question to like ask ourselves.
2: Yeah, like how do we? There are some really we balance that.
0: But I want to know more about real, on the upside.
2: There's some more really wishy stuff. some really great. Um, Witchy woman of color that people should follow on Instagram. Yeah, Hood Witch. Okay. I love Hood her? Witch. She's amazing. So there's like a lot of witches. On Instagram. There are. There are <laughs> I'm a lot so of. Sorry for laughing.
1: <laughs> no, but when you hear it, when you hear witchiness defined, how I know we define it. it yes. I feel like you
0: align with that for sure. I'm a total fucking witch. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, I you don't it. have to be doing voodoo and like, but also my you know, mixing Spells
0: <laughs> like. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, I, I do think. I want to know how you embrace the witchiness mm-hmm. and, like, what you do to— Nicolette's talking about this girl cult. Like, how do you manifest your witchiness? No, you don't manifest witchiness. Demonstrate your witchiness.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, I love doing spells um, aligned with the moon. So on the new moon, I'll do a spell, and on the full moon, I'll do a spell. I love doing spells with my girlfriend. It's I think, Do you do blood more- magic? No, I don't. i never done that.
0: I did, so I did uh, at the same festival where mm-hmm. I manifested Circle Game. I also got my cycle. I started my period and oh, there was a, yeah. that's the kind of blood magic okay, I okay. meant, not like cutting stuff. Yeah. Like menstrual. <laughs> yes. Like moon magic. Um, and there was a, a red tent at the festival which is oh, typically like a women's space yes. and there was a bloodstone and you were allowed to make an offering of your blood if you wanted and like that night wow. I got my period and so at like three in the morning like under the stars like I like set a prayer spell and like dumped the contents of my diva cup onto this stone and it was like really powerful. Wow. You are so a cool. and you didn't even know it bitch. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. So I yeah that kind of blood yeah. magic was like very powerful. I definitely
2: tried to work with my period. Like you are the most creative. Women are the most creative when they're on their period. Um, oh, interesting. How did you
1: find that as a practice for you? How did I what? How did you find that as a practice for you? The witchy stuff.
2: Um, man, it, I started doing Kundalini yoga, and that's opened a whole the the world of like magic. The world of yeah, the world of magic uh, opened up to me when I started doing Kundalini yoga. Yeah. Kundalini yoga is like I, I think already you're, like, doing manifestation just by doing kundalini yoga and, yeah, changing your life in and, and so many you're crazy ways. Okay,
0: so you're not actually the first person I've met who, like, works with their menstruation. I have yeah. a friend who, like, schedules her, like, social events around mm-hmm. it. And so I'm curious what that means for you because you were saying that you're most creative yeah. uh, on your cycle. And I think staying, yeah, staying
2: in and being alone and taking time to, yeah, to create and, like, going within I think because you're the most like, I think you're the most like psychic on your period and you're the most like, you can be the most introspective and
0: like intuitive. go into your
2: subco- intuitive, go into your subconscious. And um, yeah, I I got my period yesterday and I wrote a song I am obsessed with. I'm really excited about it. So I think, uh, yeah, definitely. So that's definitely. your process
1: is to kind of uh, have some alone time and mm-hmm. to really go inward.
0: Yeah, and then definitely. On your
1: period. Definitely. And then it
0: comes to I you. I think you're bringing up a really good point as I've gotten, I guess, more into this witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um there's really? going to
1: be a day where you don't roll your eyes.
0: About it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, or just more, I'm like part of this feminist health, feminist health collective, and just learning more about how your body works. Like we don't honor the period, mm-hmm. and and the things it can do for good, like, as
1: opposed to being like, oh, you are you on your sucks. period? You're seeing yeah. moody, right? Or even more yeah. that we're just, or, or
0: like if you think about like ads, it's like you can do anything on your period. Go run a race, yeah. which is like fine <laughs> if that's what you want to do, but you're also allowed to be like, no, I want to. This take is time a moment. For myself. Yeah. For me, when yeah. my body is doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't
1: know. Have you had pushback um, from fans or other non-fans about the witchy stuff who are like weird about it?
2: Yeah, for you sure. You'll get, some, you'll get some comments. Like the other day someone said like, oh, I, I love this song already. This is amazing. And then like a minute later, oh God, why did there have to be witchcraft in there? Not a fan anymore. And yeah. I, I feel like there are definitely <laughs> Bye, some <bitch>. people. Yeah, <laughs> there are definitely some people it's who just don't get it. Yeah, who just think that it's like bad, or if you've been raised religious, you know, um, you're socialized well, to think it's bad. Would you rather so, be
0: hated because you're yeah. gay or a witch? <laughs> oh my
2: god, what a, what a question! Probably because I'm a witch.
0: You'd that would bother you more, or you'd prefer that? Yeah, uh, or I don't know. <laughs> yes, to I don't both. <laughs> know. Both. I love both parts. It's a quandary. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, we'll have to end on that <laughs> yeah. note. Zolita, thank you so fucking much for joining us. It was such a blast. Thank you guys How so can much. all of our
1: If they don't already know you, how do they find yeah, you? Yeah, how do
2: they find you? Uh, my name is Zolita on Instagram and um, Zolita Music on YouTube. You can see all my music videos on YouTube. And I'm on Spotify as well.
1: Anyway, thank you so much. Uh-huh. And as always, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and feel free to message us with your questions at Sluts and Scholars at Gmail. And we'll talk to you next time.
0: Ta-ta for now. Thank you, guys.